Welcome to the City Church Online. This is where you get all the sermons that you might have missed or you might just want to listen to all over again. Please like, subscribe, remember to share and download this message. Come, let us grow together in Christ. Let's give a hand clap to Jesus. Glory be to God. Now, I want you to decide in your heart that this time will not be in vain. David spoke to his heart and said, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. Sometimes you have to decide and to speak to yourself and say, I must not leave this place the same way I came. The Bible says that God will never send his word and it returns to him without accomplishing that which it is sent. I believe that today God is sending a word that has the potential to change your destiny forever in Jesus' name. And so I believe that we are in the company of men and women who are going to, whose lives are going to, to, to turn around. They have been facing one direction, but today God is going to reposition you, redirect you, and begin to move your steps into places where more than a conqueror is a reality, not just a scripture you quote in Jesus' name. And so when I teach preachers, one of the questions I constantly get is, can't you, as you step up on stage, can't the Lord change the direction of your message and God gives you a new message to preach? And I always tell them, yeah, it can, but that usually means the whole week he has been looking for you. So he has to capture you while you're getting up on stage, because now you are attentive to hear him. Glory be to God. And so I always determine not to be that kind of preacher who will not listen to God throughout the week so that as I get to the stage, the Holy Spirit has to hijack me at that point and say, no, 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 Alex, you prepared the other thing, but all along I wanted to say this to my people. Glory be to God. And so this week, that is what happened to me. I prepared my message. It was ready by Monday that we were supposed to hear this week. But on Tuesday, the Lord led me to another message that I believe is a message that is going to alter a number of things in your life. Now, uh, if you don't want it, it's okay. Me, I will take it. Today I am preaching to you, but I am also receiving in Jesus' name. Because my levels have to change. My levels have to change. My levels have to change. I cannot remain in the same way I have always been. I cannot remain at the same level I have always been. I cannot do the same things I've always done. I cannot have the same 
results I have always had. I cannot go to the same places I have always gone. I must arise. I must go higher. Oh yes, for in God I have understood that it is grace from grace to grace, from glory to glory, from favor to favor, from power to power, from one level to another level, from faith to faith, from strength to strength. I am moving higher. I am moving higher. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, I will never be the same again. Never, never, never. Hallelujah. And so today, by the leading of the Spirit, I want to talk to you about the fourfold price for power. The fourfold price for power. I wrote a book called Power for Living. And in this book, I argued that if you are going to do anything of significance in this world, you must have again, you must have and I wrote and I said, power is the ability to do certain things. The ability to do something. It is the capacity one possesses to influence the behavior and actions of others. For example, right now, if I have money, I can make you get off your seat and come here. It's called power. The capacity to influence your behavior. Power is the capacity one possesses to influence the behavior and actions of others. Can you imagine when you got such power that when you walk into the room, those who are talking all of a sudden keep quiet. Those who had alcohol on the table hide it under the bed. It's called power. When they were talking about certain conversations, you walk in and they begin to say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Pray, pray. Because you have a certain power. Hey, where, I am telling you, we are coming to a place where you got so much power that when they are holding a meeting in your company, even though all the 10 of them arrived, you the 11th, until you arrive, nothing can go on. Hey, nobody can speak. Why? Because you have and so power is the ability to determine and influence the course of events. When, you know, a certain man stood and he was fighting a battle and the sun was going down. Hey, hey. And the man spoke and said, Son, my victory is still ongoing and you must stop where you are until I am done with my battles. The ability to influence the course of events in life is called where you walk in and say by the word of my mouth. How many of us are saying yes Lord I want the power. You know when God created man he created you for dominion. 
Someone said dominion. dominion. To dominate. To dominate. He said in Genesis 1.29, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and all of the, over all the earth and over every creeping things that creep on earth. God intended that the human beings will have power over all things around you. Someone say, I am meant for power. I am meant for dominion. I am meant for power. I am meant for dominion. Don't be afraid. Even if the devil hears you, he will get afraid. Hallelujah. Dominion is impossible without power. Without power, dominion is impossible. The only language your enemy respects is a language of power. I think I was about eight years old when I used to go to a certain neighborhood. But there was this boy called Nyenje. And my life, all of my life, I've never been really very contentious physically because I could I could talk but physically I had never really been very contentious but every time I would go to Nyenje Nyenje would chase me and I would be running and 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 running back home because Nyenje would be Nyenda kukuba, I'm going to beat you now, one day, I was holding my sugar cane. The only language your enemy can understand is a language of power. So, I am holding my sugar cane. And Nyenje comes and says, Wait. I say, no, this is my sugar cane. Now, normally when he would say like that, I would run. But for some reason that day, someone said that day, Nyenje got a hold of my sugar cane. And he was trying to pull it away from me. But the only language your enemy understands is a language of power. So I let go of the sugar cane. And instead... I, I charged and took a hold of Nyenje before he was ready for it. I took a hold of him in the legs and jumped him up before he could realize he was on the ground. I was on top of him. I said, Nyenje, stop disturbing me. This is my sugar cane. I'm going to use it to show you that I cannot only eat a sugar cane, but it has other functions. <laughs> Glory be to God. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, the only language your enemy understands is a language of power. After I had used alternative Functions of a sugar cane on Nyenje. 
He began crying and saying, let me go. I said, will you do it again? Will you do it again? I, I had him and he couldn't move. I, will you do it again? He said, no. No. Now, every time I would be passing Nyenje's house, I would pass like this and then it would... Let me tell you, through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit under you. Glory be to God. I decree and declare that from this day, your enemies shall submit under you. Say amen. Say my enemies shall submit under me. You know the Bible speaks about Jesus. And he said about Jesus, he said, and your enemies shall submit, and your people shall submit under you in the days of your power. In the days of your power, your enemies shall submit under you. Hallelujah. And I am telling you, we can talk about dominion. We can prophesy until the cows come back home. But until you are endued with power, dominion remains a theory. Someone say, I must have power. I must get power. And Jesus said to us, I give you power. Jesus said to us, I give you power to trample over serpents and over scorpions and over all the powers of your enemy. And so friend, do not be deceived. Your enemy, according to Jesus, your enemy has certain powers. Oh, he does. Like right now, I have power over time, over which time to end and not end. I can decide and we end now. Shall we end now? Power. Glory be to God. Your, Jesus recognizes that your enemy also has what? Now, if you do not want to be held captive by your enemy, you must subject your enemy to superior levels of power. You know, Russia told Ukraine, we are going to come in there. And within four days, we shall have overtaken the whole of Ukraine. What Russia did not count on is the reinforcements that will come to Ukraine from the rest of the other nations that don't like Russia. Ballistic missiles. Glory be to God. And so, while Russia was trying to make progress, Ukraine began reinforcing. Now, a battle that was supposed to take four days, how long has it been? A whole year there, and they haven't even gained more territory. Because if, if you will not be taken captive by your enemy, you must exercise superior levels of power. That is why I want to tell you about the price for power. There is a price for power. There is a price for power. There is a price. And I am telling you, we do not have a choice in this matter. If you don't have power, you will die as a victim. 
and, and let me tell you, your enemy is called the wicked one. The, a wicked person rejoices at your pain. When you are crying and, and broken and depressed and are saying, Lord, I don't know how to continue. <laughs> Me, I'm going to kill myself. Your enemy is saying, go on. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, I love the music. I love the music. I love the music. That's what the wicked one is saying. So much so that you cannot give in to his tactics. You must come to a place and say, Lord, I want certain reinforcements that will position me in two places of superior levels of power so that I will subject my enemy to his own derisions. Glory be to God. Someone say I must have power. Because for the wicked man, the more you cry, the happier he gets. The more you cry, and you know you are not safe. As long as your opposition is stronger than you. You ask those people who have been taken by drones. You know, here you can shout and shout, and you shout. But as long as your opposition has superior equipment than you do, now, now, you may not like it, we understand. It, it is not fair, we understand. It is not the right thing, we understand. But the reality still remains that your enemy has superior weapons than you do. And if your enemy has superior weapons than you do, you are at a disadvantage. He will take you captive. He will throw you in his prison. He will throw the keys away to the, the crocodiles and say, okay, do what you want to do. Let's see. That is why the wise man must arise to superior places of power because your adversary sees you as his captive and he will not show mercy to his captives. Oh, but glory be to Jesus. The Bible says this Jesus always leads us to triumph. Oh, now, I talk about a price because every object of value carries a cost. Everything. You know, this week, the U.S. gave Ukraine, and they've been giving Ukraine a lot of weaponry. And this week, they gave them another $2 billion worth. Can you imagine? Because everything of value has a price attached to it. And so, for us to sit here and just say, I have power, power, wonder working power in the blood. And it's a nice song to sing. Yeah? But one day, can I tell you another story? I, will, I used to work at the market in Gaba by the shores, Kumualo. And there was this boy who used to talk a lot and abuse other people. A lot. And the way he would talk, by his words, you would, you would say, Banange, let me leave this boy alone. So one day there was also this guy, he's a big black, you know, guys who have been working at the lake pulling nets, eh? 
and, and, and lifting things uh, has uh, muscles and is dark-skinned and tall. So I don't know why this boy picked up a fight with him. But he began abusing the guy. And the guy only told him, Njakukuba. He said, you, you, you cannot, you cannot. You. And the guy said, Njakukuba. And the boy was talking and talking. And then he drew a line. Said, ah, you dare cross here. I will, sh the boy was talking. This guy was just looking at him and saying, you better go away. I will. Do you want to know how that story ended? You now know how it ended. I am saying talk is cheap. You must produce power. You keep saying your Jesus is a healer. Now your child is sick. Hey. And now you are calling Dr. Derek, please, I don't know. What happened to all this thing of uh, by his stripes? Either, either the scriptures are lying to us or there is a certain place of power that you have not yet tapped into. I live to dominate. I said, I live to dominate. I said, I live to dominate. Doors open for me before I arrive. Now, now I can see some people are already now starting to fear to say those things. And it is a function of, I said it's a function of, I decree and declare that after this week, you will be known as a man and a woman of power. Say amen. Your enemies shall come in one way, but when they look at you, they will scatter in seven others. Someone say amen. amen. It's a function of power. It's a function of That's why I have to tell you the price of power. We must walk in the power. We must desire for the power. We must claim the power. Jesus said to us, you shall receive, again, you shall receive after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, I can see a lot of you who have worked, but now you have worked. In fact, your working is no longer called working, it's called labor. It has even come from labor to labor. Day and night. But your levels, when we look at how you were before COVID and how you are post-COVID, someone say, I must get power. And every empowerment from God is a product of a conscious price that is paid. So let us enter into the price, the fourfold price for power. Number one, you must pay the price of desperation. Someone say desperation. Again, Psalms chapter 63, verses 1 to 3. The price of desperation. Psalms chapter 
63, verses 1 to 3. He says, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. How are we to see his power and his glory? I will seek you early. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. And he says, so I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Ladies and gentlemen, the man who is going to see the power of God is a desperate man. He's a hungry man. Not angry, hungry. He is a thirsty man. A thirsty man. A man who says, I desire God more than anything. I desire you more than my sleep. I desire you more than food. I desire you more than acclaim. I desire you more than anything else in my life. Let me tell you, whatever you do not desire, you do not deserve. Early in the morning shall I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. Listen to this. In a dry and weary land. And says, so that way I have looked for you in the sanctuary. I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. This week is going to be a week of power and a week of glory. Glory be to God. I am going to walk in power and I'm going to walk in glory. But see what David is saying to us. David is saying, Ali, Lord, will I seek you for my flesh longs for you. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. You know, that is why this whole week we are going to be fasting and praying, continuing. We are remaining with five days to go. And in these five days, we are waking up early at 5 a.m. Ale, will I seek you? At 5 a.m., we are waking up early to pray. But we don't just wake up. He says, I have looked for you in the sanctuary. Not in my bed. I have looked for you in the sanctuary. Not in my house. I have looked for you in the sanctuary. Not at my workplace. I have looked for you in the sanctuary. I am so desperate. I have left everything else I am doing. And I want to come. I want to be here. I want to seek your face. I Lord, I'm desperate for you. Lord, I am desperate for you. Lord, I am desperate for you. You see, 
Only the desperate are entitled to power. Only the desperate are entitled to power. And it takes a sincere desperation for you to experience true power. That fault and the danger and the challenge I have seen for our day, for our time, is there is very little hunger for God. There is very little thirst for his presence. People are rather, they, they would rather do all other things except spend some time in the presence of God. But it is time for us to arise and say, Lord, if you need somebody, here I am. I am desperate. And if you are empowering the desperate. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Here I am. I am desperate. I want to see your power and your glory. So early will I seek you. My soul thirsts and seeks for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary. I want to see your power and your glory. This is a week of power. And this is going to be a year of power. In John chapter 7. Lord I long for you. Lord I'm thirsty for you. Lord I am desperate for you. Lord without you I am nothing. It is you that turns my life around. It is you that will turn my family around. It is you that will turn the course of my life around. I am hungry for you. I am thirsty for you. Come, oh Lord Jesus, come. Carry this desperate soul. Make me what you want me to be. For I am hungry for you. The price of desperation. Verses 37, chapter 7, verses 37, it says, on the last day, the great day of the feast. Now look at this. It is the day of feast. It is the last day. In other words, people have been eating. They've been rejoicing. They've been drinking. It's a feast. But on the last day of the feast, Jesus cried out saying, if you are, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. To the thirsty, Jesus says, come. To the hungry, Jesus says, come. There is a thirst that is required, my friends. And by the way, this thirst and this desperation is built on the fact that you recognize that without him, you can do nothing. Without him, you can make no progress. Without him, you are a prey to your enemy. Without him, you are limited by power and might. It is only by his spirit that you can make and, and you can come to God to get you unlimited power in this life. You see, I am amazed that a lot of people, they will say it with their mouth. Ooh. But like Jesus said, they, they come to me with their lips, in their mouth, but their hearts 
has so far from me. And how often do you hear the words and then you leave and you go back and you live as though you have a handle on life? But the scriptures have said, it is not by power, it is not by might, it is by the Spirit of God. And Jesus says, whoever is thirsty, let him come and drink. And he's talking about the living waters. He is talking about the Spirit of God that we will receive. Listen, my friends, you need power in this world. But the power that is unlimited is the power of God. So a consciousness of our helplessness without him is the principal requirement for desperation. You can't manufacture desperation, no. But you must come to a place where you recognize if God does not help you, you are done. You, you are done. Your enemy will eat you meat. I am telling you, some of you, your lives are not making as much progress as you should because your desperation levels do not communicate in any way to heaven that you deserve an infusion of power. And so you are working with your own power. You are working with your own energies. You are trying to lie here and deceive here. You are putting in this thing and putting it there. That's why some of people have been given over to corruption and all other different uh, sinful acts. Why? Because they don't realize that this source is in Christ Jesus and if you will be desperate for him, Jesus will fill you up. He says, come to me, all who thirst. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. All you who thirst and hunger and I will fill you up. When such desperation comes, then God is committed to perform. I'm telling you. When your heart embraces a desperation that recognizes without God I am nothing. Without God I can't do anything. Without God I can't move. And your heart begins to cry out and say, Lord, without you I am nothing. Help! It obliges God and it commits God to intervene in your affairs. So this week, I want you to believe God that whatever had ransomed your life, this week you are taking over finally. Whatever had taken captive of your life, this week you are taking ransom, you are taking captive. The tables are turning on your enemy because we are going to cry out to God. In desperation, we are going to come to his sanctuary. In our thirst, we are going to come before him. We are going to cry out. We are going to say, God, intervene. And our God shall intervene. Hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 44, verses 3, this is the commitment of God to you. This is the commitment of God to whoever is thirsty, to whoever is hungry. Jesus, the Bible says, for I will pour water on him who is thirsty. Do you see that? So whoever, 
it is desperation. Your desperation gets God committed to perform. He says, I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and I will bless your offsprings. Don't you want that? Don't you want that? In Isaiah 41 verses 17 to 18, the Bible says, the poor and the needy seek water. But there is none. Their tongues fail for thirst. But I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. He says, I will pour, I will open rivers in desolate heights and fountains in the midst of the valley. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and dry land springs of water. When a man is desperate for God, when a man shows God that without you I can do nothing, God says, if you are thirsty, I will pour water on dry ground. I will pour out my spirit. I will open rivers in desolate heights and fountains. And the dry land springs of water shall arise. You know, this is the first and foremost price that you must pay for power. To say, Lord, without you, I am nothing without you. I can do nothing. Not simply with your words, but with your action. As David said, he said, Ali, will I seek you? Oh, in your sanctuary, in your sanctuary, I will come. And so, you know, this week, I want us to come in the presence of God. I know this may not be possible for every one of us, but I know that many of you, you just stay at home. Or some of you, you have businesses where you can say, Lord, whether I go and open up this shop, even if I don't open up this shop, I still, if I can be in your presence, these five days, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. So this week, I and the pastors, we are going to be here from 5 a.m. until 7 p.m. We are just going to be here praying. We are also going to be praying through the night for those who can be around. We are going to have a 24-hour prayer. We are going to, our fast starting tomorrow, we are moving it up a notch higher to be a 24-hour fast. We are just going to drink, but we are not going to eat food. And we are going to fast and pray. Uh, from five, we are going to be here praying five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, uh, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, up to 20 hours. We are just going to be praying. We are just going to be praying. Some of you are going to say, how do we even pray for that long? Even me, I don't know. But I'm desperate. I want to see Luzira change. 
I want to see the story of my family become better and better and better. I want to see the things we are doing blossom and grow and become better and bigger. I want to see God manifest in ways Uganda has never seen him. I want our generation to turn around. It is the church that has answers, but it is not a lukewarm church. It is a church that is on fire. And on Friday as we were here, the Lord gave us a test of what it means to be in power and glory. When his presence just came and took over. And, and we want to be that church that will be known by his presence. That will be marked by the glorious power of God. Where the sick will walk in and move out healed. Where the hungry will come in and go out satisfied. Where practical solutions to the world's needs will become a reality in this place. Where nations shall gather and say God is God and he is Lord over all. It's a price we must pay. The desperation of our hearts we are going to seek God. We are not going to put regard to our flesh. We are going to give no regard to the tiredness of ours, of our bodies. We are going to come and say, Lord, if you do not help, nothing can help. I told you there are four prices, but I cannot go on. I want us to rise up on our feet. I'll continue this throughout the week. I'll be, I'll be teaching on this throughout the week, but right now, I just want us to stand up on our feet. Is there any man saying, I don't want to be the same way I have always been. I want to be the conduit for the change that will come in my generation. I want you, if you are that one who is saying, I want, I want that desperation. I want to commit, to give, to pay this price. I want power in my life more than I've ever seen before. You, I just want you to come to the front, even if it means filling this whole place up. This audio sermon has been brought to you by The City Church. We would love to hear from you. Please contact us on 0706-332-572 or 0776 579 679